Hi. Hello. 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 Welcome to Truly Fabulously Monstrous. A podcast about true crime and cryptids. I am your host, one of your hosts, half of your hosts, Hattie James. I am your other host. Uh, in the other episodes, I kept saying I was going by Kevin, but I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. Because Kevin doesn't feel right. So um, you can just call me Ace. So. Hi, Ace. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> going good. Um, we should probably explain to people where we've been since the last episode was uploaded like early 2019. And it is now, uh, last I checked my watch, mid-July of 2021. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. It has. It has. Stuff Things, happened. Stuff Things happened. occurred. <laughs> yeah. Um, my biggest excuse that I'm going to use is... Um, I had a child that yeah yeah I decided I I had a, a little depressive episode where I wasn't recording and then we decided okay we're gonna start recording and I went to go visit you and we recorded a bunch of content and then like two weeks later I found out I was pregnant and um <laughs> that kind of derailed everything in my life because it was unexpected uh and and the last year and a couple months i've been raising a harbinger of chaos yeah see i don't have that excuse um i'm gonna use the catch-all excuse of uh there was there's a there's a pandemic happening actively happening still happening right now and people act like it's not happening like yeah it's still happening it's a thing it's still a thing oh yeah (laughs) uh but yeah uh so i have a harbinger now uh he's asleep he's very cute you did a good job you made a cute one i somehow made an Aryan though, which I, it's just the universe flipping me off. Uh, I'm just saying you brought that on yourself by saying out loud that you were spite daring the universe to do that to you. And then I was not daring the universe, okay? I universe said, said aloud, that. I said aloud that I have very strong Italian genes with my olive complexion and my naturally dark hair and my dark eyes and my, my big old nose, my big old schnauzer, uh, and my husband has very French with with his like dark eyes and his almost black hair and (laughs) he's also white though so i can't really like i mean there's always the chance of him being paler than 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 ghost uh but i said you know between my strong italian features and your strong dominant french features if we have an Aryan, it's not mine i'm disowning it i he was born okay the menace was born olive skinned dark eyes thick black hair and then the hair fell out and then the skin got tan and then the eyes brightened to blue and then the hair grew back blonde that happens a lot despite of the universe and the universe said bet blonde hair blue eyed baby and the fact that they tricked me into thinking that i had my like (laughs) dark hair dark eyed olive complexion baby for like a hot minute was just like icing on top of the cake uh so what do we what well, I don't know. I don't we're, re- we're redoing stuff that we recorded before because it turns out that the audio we already recorded got a little janked up. So yeah, I just don't know where it went. And it's enough time has passed that I no longer remember recording any of this, so it's all new to me. I'm the one that I, typed it out. <laughs> I vaguely remember it. Um, I have to admit the next episode that we're going to record, I'm going to be flying off of straight up memory because uh, you are nice and organized and you take notes and you 
type the notes up and put it in a Word document. And mine was on a steno pad. <laughs> I have moved since writing it on that steno pad. I like the that, you say that I take notes. Like that's something I naturally do where I had to like sit down and force myself to be like, you need to write this down or you're just going to start rambling and you won't actually say anything. You've seen my sketchbook. It's all mushrooms and frogs. <laughs> I mean, it's also really pretty mandalas. Yeah, but I was supposed to be taking notes for a work meeting. That's my point. <laughs> okay, I see that. And I raised you when you sit down and force yourself to take notes, you take them in a way they're not going to get lost. I write them on a steno pad like it's 1953. Steno pads are fun to write on. Just yeah, and then I lose them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, what are you, last time we did, well, we did the, the, we did the extra episode, but before that, I think I did, I did cryptid, you did true crime, which means it's your turn to do cryptid, and then yeah. my turn to do true crime. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are you talking about? Okay, today? so I dropped I'm my talk about a cryptid-y, monster thing. Okay, so I, today, I'm going to tell you about the Ozark Howler. I remember this now. Good, because I don't. <laughs> Cool. I'm going to pretend I don't, and you're going to pretend you do, and it's going to work out beautifully. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, first thing on my notes is a geography lesson. Okay, so uh, there's the Ozark Mountains, which is, uh, it's kind of like, it's a region in the United States uh, that spans the states of Missouri and Arkansas and Oklahoma and like southeastern Kansas. Okay. Um, so okay, so that's like a, a big chunk of northern Arkansas and then most of the southern half of Mississippi. So if you were looking at like a like a road map, it's like from the I forty in Arkansas to the I seventy in Central Missouri. Like that's the chunk of land that it covers. And so okay. within the Ozark region, there are two mountain ranges. There's uh, the Boston Mountains. Oh. Okay, my notes say the Boston Mountains or Arkansas. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means the Boston Mountains or the Arkansas Mountains or I don't know. Okay, so the Boston Mountains and that's the highest point in the Ozarks. Uh, and in that uh, contains a uh, Buffalo Lookout and that's located like in the Boston Mountains. And then- Boston? Boston, nowhere near this area. <laughs> uh, and then the other mountain ranges is the St. Francois Mountains of Missouri. Um, and so, uh, fun fact about the St. Francois Mountains, and I hope I'm saying, I hope that that is pronounced the French way, because that's how I'm saying it, because that's how it's spelled. Um, well, in America, that could spell it for me? Uh, F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S. Okay, so I would say Francois, but since we are in America and people are awful, it could just be, uh, Francois. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Uh, fun fact about the St. Francois Mountains, uh, some of the geologically oldest rocks in North America can be found in that mountain range, so that's cool. Uh, I like rocks. Rocks are cool. Um, so generally speaking, the Ozarks cover approximately uh, 47,000 square miles uh, or 120,000 square kilometers, if you want to be fancy. Um, and that makes it the most extensive highland region between the uh, Appalachians and the Rockies. So 
the Ozarks and the Wachita Mountains in central Arkansas and southeastern Oklahoma make up the region known as the U.S. Interior Highlands. Uh, the term Ozark is a toponym, which is a word that originates from the name of a place, and it's derived possibly from an English adaptation of the French abbreviation O-Arcs, which is short for O-Arkansas, which means of or at Arkansas. Ah, oh, slaughtered language. <laughs> because we all know that English is not a language. It is the bastard hybrid of seven languages in a trench coat. Yes. And then when you get like American English into it, it's just, they take that seven languages in a trench coat and they beat it over the head with a, I did just wake the harbinger. Huh. <laughs> they beat it over the head with a mallet <laughs> and then put that pulp in a new trench coat and say, look, I made this. Yes. It's new, new language. Totally. <laughs> All right. So now that we've got the geography out of the way, we can get to the spooky. Okay, so the Ozark Howler is a uh, mythological creature uh, that is rumored to live in the remote areas of the Ozark region. It is also known as the Ozark Black Howler, the Devil Cat, and the Hoo-Hoo. The (laughs) Hoo-Hoo. See, that's the only thing that really stuck with me because it reminds me of how an old Southern lady would refer to a woman's delicate Yes, the Hoo-Hoo region. So uh, it is typically described as being bear-sized, which is huge. That's huge. Bears are big. Even the small bears are big. Like, bears are huge. Uh, It's a bear-sized creature with a thick body, stocky legs, dark, shaggy fur slash hair, a beard like you'd see on a goat, like a little, like, goat beard, uh, horns like that of a goat or a ram, and red eyes that glow. So that They've got my favorite biological thing to paint him Lucido. <laughs> uh, glowy demon eyes. My son has to paint him Lucido. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah those, it's, the, it's like the nanny cam footage that they're like, hey, here's a demon baby. Like, why? Yeah. Why? I know it's night. Maybe, it's the night maybe my son is the Ozark Howler. He's too little. He's it not bear baby, howler, <laughs> a baby one. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, tapetum lucidum, it's um, uh, it's a layer of tissue in the uh, eye that some vertebrates have. That it it's behind the retina, and it's a retro reflector, so it reflects visible light back through the retina and increases the uh, light that's available to the photoreceptors in the eye. So it basically gives. Uh, vertebrates that have it it gives them like uh enhanced like night vision so they can be like nocturnal animals cats dogs uh raccoons deer have it which is really weird goats have it one thing that's uh really fun is when you're driving at night in a wooded uh mountainous area like say you're trying to get to your um your northern new england college and it's like 9 p.m and you're driving over a mountain and your high beams flash on a moose with Dipetum lacetum. Oh, I forgot that moose had it. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, that so, maybe it was just a moose. Could be. Moose was really drunk and was like, "That is a that's a hoo hoo." Moose are bear sized. They got real thick bodies and shaggy hair and like weird face hair. You might not be far off. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
so the howler also has a tail uh and this is where the witness sightings kind of go like off the mark and kind of contradict each other because no one can agree on whether it has a long tail or a short tail there have been sightings of both which that just means i'm like okay so the people have seen like wildly different animals each time so (laughs) or the it's like a pack of them like like there's multiple hoo-hoos and sometimes in the wild animals get their tails lopped off they do yeah i'm just gonna justify everything (laughs) (laughs) the most distinctive feature though is obviously what it's named for which is its howl um it is an unusual cry, distinctive in the fact that it is unrecognizable as any one sound from one animal, but it is all agreed upon that it is terrifying. <laughs> and so what the howl sounds like kind of varies more than the debate on whether it has a long tail or a short tail. Um, so uh, the Wikipedia entry for the Ozark Howler, it's been described as a combination of a wolf's howl, an elk's bugle, and a hyena's laugh. I don't have you heard an elk bugle? It is horrifying. This sounds like a fisher cat. And yeah, that's actually, yeah, like an elk bugle and a fisher cat went like they sound. If you've ever heard an elk bugle, it sounds like a human woman is being murdered. For fisher cats, it sounds like an infant baby's being murdered. Yeah. Because we had one out back our house growing up, and that would come out every um every summer we knew it was there when it sounded like a baby was being murdered in the woods or also like wolf howling like have you, you've seen you've seen like the the like the instagram videos of uh of like a husky talking yeah like wolf dogs can make some wild noises um, so the the description of how it's it's the noise that this thing makes sounds like <laughs> animals. Uh, that just reminds me of how they made the, like the dinosaur noises for Jurassic Park. They just like took all these animal noises and just started mixing them on a soundboard, and they're like, "Yeah, that sounds like a T Rex." <laughs> Maybe it's a T Rex. Could be. We don't know what they actually look like. Chickens. Giant chickens. Does that mean that they didn't go raw? They actually went. Bruh, 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 bruh. I mean, at that size, think of how deafening that would be. <laughs> It'd be beautiful. It would be beautiful. Ah, dinosaurs turned into birds, and I love them for that. Uh, some people who have heard the howl of the Ozark Howler could, uh, they could have heard, it could have been a red fox or some fighting raccoons. We already talked about fisher cats. Like, there are so many noises it could be because animals make some horrifying noises. The earliest legend of the Ozark Howler is probably from a Daniel Boone legend, Daniel Boone there's a long problematic history of Daniel Boone and some of the stuff he did Uh, we don't have to talk about that I hate Washington Irving so if he's like Washington Irving then I hate Daniel Boone Um, a lot of the stuff that Daniel Boone is like praised for is that whole like yeah red blooded American hero conquering the west which just means going out to where uh, people already had lived for generations and being like could you move off your land please no I'm going to shoot you now I don't like I don't like Daniel Boone but we don't have to that we don't have to talk about that now we can just acknowledge that Daniel Boone is very problematic and move on also, the whole remember the Alamo, he lost. He lost. Like, remember the Alamo, you lost, my dude. <laughs> you died. 
so uh, Daniel Boone legend. Uh, Daniel Boone is said to have fired his gun at the Howler Wall on a hunting trip near the Platte River in 1816 it was probably a tomcat uh, it was probably yeah it was probably some kind of wild cat in some version of the story he killed the howler in some versions he merely scares it away with a gunshot uh, but the fact that there are multiple versions of the story we can be pretty sure that it, it, it didn't happen if he killed the howler he we would have evidence of the howler exactly uh, there was an increase in howler sightings in Arkansas in the mid-1940s, and since then, sightings of the howler have been reported fairly regularly. Uh, the descriptions of the howler being a creature with like a cat-like form is uh, likely dates to a sighting in the early 1980s, and that was from a truck driver who pulled off the road for the night and described seeing a black cat-like creature that had a long tail, shaggy fur, a stocky build, a goat-like beard, and red glowing eyes. So... It could have just been a mountain goat. You mean the goat and not the band, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we saw John Tarniel in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I uh, couldn't help it. So many people believe that the majority of howler sightings are actually that of like lar- we said large wildcats or bears that were sighted briefly or through thick foliage that led to misidentification because like you like you, that that region there's like it's a lot of thick foliage like forested mountains and a lot of trees a lot of bushes a lot of um uh, what's that what's that ivy that grows all over everything in that in Appalachia uh, kudzu 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 yeah. <laughs> you can't see shit through kudzu. <laughs> okay, obviously the Arkansas Fish and Game Department does not recognize the Howler's existence as a previously unknown animal since no one has ever caught one, Daniel Boone, either alive or recovered the body of one. Again, Daniel Boone. <laughs> <laughs> now we know you were lying. <laughs> I shot it. Okay, where is it? No, I left it. <laughs> Uh-huh, sure. Uh, I, I didn't want to. <laughs> uh, so people have brought bodies of things that they thought were howlers, but later turned out to be either deformed bears, illegal pet panthers that escape activity. Happens a lot. We, um, I hesitate to say we we've all... blame Joe Exotic for that yeah, one? I was going to be like, we've all seen Tiger King, but actually I couldn't make it through Tiger King. It was, it was way too upsetting. Everyone and their mother... Through the beginning of the pandemic, during every Zoom call at work, we're like, oh, Hattie, you got to watch Tiger King. And for that reason, I refuse. I knew what it was about because I listened to enough true crime podcasts that I've heard people cover specifically him, not necessarily all the other people that were in the show. Like, there were a lot of really crazy, culty, weird, big cat things happening. But specifically, his beef with uh carol baskin that's what i've heard like four different podcast covers i'm like i know the story i already know he's in jail because he tried to have her killed i don't need to watch him abusing animals for eight episodes or however long it was uh there's another theory that the ozark howler is the descendant of an extinct saber-toothed cat that's kind of cool um I like to, I like reading into like other things besides dinosaurs that have gone extinct. That things <coughs> no dinosaurs turned into birds. Well, there were the two. There were the before dinosaurs. There were these uh, su- 
sauropods. They're the ones that turned into reptiles. Everyone, they're like, they're dinosaurs. I'm like, no, they predated dinosaurs. They look like they weren't dinosaurs, but people lump them in with dinosaurs. But they're the ones that like went on to become, they're like, um, like the weird looking, like fin. Like, yes. Yeah. They Could went like they're the ones that split off and went on to become like the reptiles we now have. And then dinosaurs are the ones that split off and they evolved into birds. And I was like, okay, so like what other things did that happen with? Like, so they're like, this is an evolution of a saber toothed cat. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I, I can, I can jam with that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good theory. Yeah. I still think it's just drunk people mistaking like <laughs> moose and bears. Drunk and people in America, in the mountains. How dare you? <laughs> uh, my personal favorite theory about the Ozark Howler in the cryptozoological world is that the Ozark Howler is uh, related to the Grim or the Black Dog of Death and somehow associated with hellhounds. Um, and so the reasoning behind like that, that. Uh, in the mid-late 1800s, uh, the Ozark Plateau was homesteaded by uh, settlers of Scottish, Irish, and Welsh, and English to a lesser extent, descent. And so it's uh, obviously they would bring their ancestral stories and mythologies with them like you do. And so it's likely that the story of Kusi, uh, the mythological hound feared as the harbinger of death. And uh, the, this hound comes to bear away the soul of a person to the afterlife. So Grim Reaper style. That's not like scary though. They're not killing you. They're just, they're there to like, guide you along the way imagine if that you had means to be... you're gonna die that's no, still imagine you, die. Like, you you die and then you have to cross over to the afterlife imagine you have to like do that on your own and like no there's a doggy here to lead you on your way i'd rather just not die that day <laughs> you know it's nice that they're there to like show you the way so you don't well, have to they could kindly come back another day i i have the day booked i've, I've already planned this hunting trip or this camping <laughs> expedition in the ozarks can i pencil you in for maybe like 20 years from now on my deathbed as uh, god intended it so and obviously there's um there's versions of this mythology in um in all the uh like the scottish irish wealth um, mythologies each one with a slightly different name but still kind of the general like here's here's the death dog that is coming to guide you on your trip to the other side um and uh i apologize that i did not look up the pronunciation for any of them <laughs> uh so we're just going to move on so i don't uh butcher a beautiful beautiful language with my very congested attempts to pronounce them um so, uh, but the, uh, the Kusi is the Scottish folklore. Uh, it's said to be the size of a young bull with the appearance of a wolf, uh, dark shaggy fur, long plated tail. So it's a braided tail. I think that's beautiful. Ah, uh, beautiful. And paws the width of a man's head. Now it's starting to sound like a Newfoundland. <laughs> like one of those big bear hunting dogs. Maybe it is a Newfoundland. Oh, Maybe when so you die, you're you're aided to the other side by a big newfie. I would love that. Oh, newfies are so sweet. With a braided tail. With a braided you tail. Some flowers in the in the pleat. I love it so much. It's made its home in the clefts of rocks, but also was known to roam the moors and the highlands. Ah, oh, love a good roaming the moors. 
so uh, was also capable of hunting silently, but would occasionally let out three spine-chilling bays. <laughs> no. Uh, specifically only three that could be heard for miles by those listening for it, even those no, far out at sea. No, thank and you. Those who like heard that. the bang of the Kuthi must reach safety by the third bark or be overcome with terror to the point of death. So if I see if I heard the first one, I would just lay on the ground. Take <laughs> <laughs> <Take> me now. <laughs> I like I'm gonna die trying to like, I can't run that fast. I'll just yeah. lay down. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what happened to the bog man. Maybe. Maybe you just heard it, it's like I'm done. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also said that the bang was a warning to uh, this is kind of a little bit this is where it gets a little uh, like bullshit patriarchy uh, it was saying that the bang was a warning to lock up women who were nursing or the beast would steal them away and take them to the fairy mound in order to supply milk for the children of the fae I mean that does sound like something people would do. Uh, just like, oh, the dog is barking. Lock up the women. Why are men? Because, I don't know. I've been trying to answer that question for a while now. I've even asked my husband, <laughs> why are men? <laughs> he has no answer. He says, I do not know why men are men. Um, let's in Wales, they were also associated with migrating geese because their honking in the night is similar to that of barking dogs. Just a giant goose wrapped in peat. <laughs> Be goose. <laughs> it is a beautiful night in the Ozarks if you are an awful goose. Be goose, herald death. <laughs> Um, interestingly, in the Welsh folklore, their growling is loudest when they are far away, and as they get closer to you, it grows softer and softer. So, I don't like that I at don't all. like that either. Like that <laughs> That's a violation of physics. That's not how Doppler <laughs> effect works. That's also a violation of my soul. Because <laughs> that means, like, oh good, I can't hear it anymore. That means it's right behind me. Objects in mirror may be closer than they appear. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm gonna have nightmares now. No, thank you. Goodbye. So I'm just gonna lie down and die now. Good night. <laughs> so it's very possible that the Celtic settlers to the Ozark region uh, brought their stories of an otherworldly hound that heralded death and met the indigenous people of the region who told stories uh, in their mythology and their folklore of like the large wild cats that roamed the region like saber-toothed tigers among other things um so it made sense that like over time as these two cultures were like um like meshing together these stories would kind of also mesh together and evolve into something like the ozark wait, wait, wait so you're telling me that not only is the name seven languages in a trench coat but the creature itself is probably seven lores in a trench coat yes exactly <laughs> that's the best case scenario now i'm coming in with the killjoy theory <laughs> uh, and that is that it is very likely that the ozark howler is a hoax i mean we all knew that was coming yes um, but the thing, like a centuries old hoax like, well no, that's like the, there's obviously like there, there's like, there's a point where hoax becomes lore. There is a point that's where hoax becomes lore, that's right. 
and they're like obviously there there's these story like the like the settlers brought their stories indigenous people had their stories those stories would mesh and like turn into new stories like that happened like that's a thing yeah. whether or not that is what the ozark howler is mm, shrug um but in the late 1990s a few this is about specifically the thing called the ozark howler like quote tm the Ozark Howler. In the late 1990s, there were a few stories about a creature specifically called the Ozark Howler that began circulating the internet, whereas before there was no story with that specific name. And the articles appeared to be genuine, having convincing detail put into the lore and the history behind it. But uh, after these initial stories, uh, other stories began to crop up on the internet because that's how the internet works. <laughs> Stuff spreads fast on the internet, even back in the early days of it. So whole websites would be cropping up and research groups, like quote research groups dedicated to studying this creature, including a group called the Ozark Howler Researcher Group, imaginatively enough, with the stated goal of being quote, dedicated to the comprehensive evaluation of existing evidence and exploration for new evidence of the howler. That's a hell of a mission statement. <laughs> but, Wait, okay, go on. Keep talking. Uh, you're confused. Well, funnily enough, longtime cryptozoologists were also confused because none of them had ever heard of an Ozark Howler before. Like you, you said that that Daniel Boone motherfucker had written about it. He wrote about something that everyone looking back was like, he must have seen the Howler. Oh, why do you have told to you this was the killjoy theory? <laughs> why do you have to rain on my parade? Because that's what we do. <laughs> so, uh, cryptozoologists, uh, two kind of big time cryptozoologists, Lauren Coleman and Chad Arment, uh, they were two who began to delve into this to find what the original lore was, or at least find the original postings on the internet and the person who was behind them. What they discovered is that most of these groups were fake and that a lot of these posts all traced back to just a few people going online under multiple fake names, which happens, unfortunately, still happens a lot, especially on like forums and chat rooms, to deluge the web with multiple sources that would eventually make, up, make their way into the inboxes of actual cryptozoologist enthusiast sites. So and essentially it was uh, like a handful of people being like, all right, let's go on the internet and just basically, I'm trying to <laughs> come up with a term that doesn't involve the word carpet bombing, um, but just basically like, let's dump a lot of information on onto multiple sites on the internet and eventually it's going to get picked up by actual legitimate things. Like what happens when... Um, they use like BuzzFeed articles pop up and they're like, hey, here's a cool thing we saw on the internet. And then it turns out that the thing they're reporting on is like a complete fabrication and they have to post a follow-up article that was like, hey, we were fooled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so But the creature actually exists because there's been reported, although you said that the reported sightings are conflicting. So it could be that there's just like 20 million creatures. And yeah, which is kind of a kind of a bummer when you're like, okay, there's all these different creatures, but now they're all being lumped into one kind of umbrella um 
Lauren Coleman, uh, the cryptozoologist, was specifically targeted by these hoaxers uh, with the aim of having the howler included in Coleman's book, uh, Cryptozoology A to Z, the Encyclopedia of Loch Ness Monsters, Sasquatch, Chupacabras, and Other Authentic Mysteries of Nature. I, fun fact, I have uh, requested my library, interlibrary loan that book. I have read through some of it. It is a pretty good read. Hmm. So. Uh, after months of tracking down sources of these stories in May of 1998, the initial individual going by the fake name of Jonathan C. Cook was confronted by Coleman, and Cook confessed that it had been an attempt to create a new cryptid in order to see what would happen to fool cryptozoology writers and just to generally stir up trouble. However, <clears throat> however... As has been evidenced time and time again with the introduction of like creepypasta stories and just internet lore, once stories like this begin to circulate on the internet, people will latch onto them. Obviously, people will begin to ascribe real life events that they cannot explain. The original Ozark story was uh, the Ozark Howler story was a hoax. That's cool. People are still seeing weird shit in the woods in the Ozark Mountains that they cannot explain. So why not call it an Ozark Howler? Okay. We know otherwise. And I mean, these sightings are not, they're not like rare. This, the Ozark Howler has achieved at this point like Jersey Devil status. It is part of the regional culture of the Ozarks at this point. In popular culture, there are artworks that have been produced very heavily that feature the Ozark Howler as the Ozark <clears throat> paintings. There are fine art prints, there are lino cuts, foldable paper figures, digital renderings. At this point, there's probably like, um, like art like art videos stuff on tiktok cosplays obviously like it, it's it's a thing it is a thing whether or not it was a hoax to begin with doesn't matter because now it's a thing in 2018 the ozark howler was the subject of an inktober challenge on social media so oh, there okay. was a lot of internet art coming out of that there are at least two bands that have produced music under the name ozark howler uh, the ozark howlers from fayetteville arkansas and ozark howler from london england so the Ozark Howler has made it across the pond. So at this point, whether the original source is the like melding of Celtic immigrant lore and native mythology, or if it's a purely born internet legend, I think at this point we can call it a legitimate cryptid because, I mean, we way back in episode one with the Chupacabra, we talked about humans like a good story. And once you circulate those stories enough, the truth kind of just is like, all right, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> never let the truth get in the way of a good story because every cryptid every mythology it has to start somewhere every ancient legend has to be new at some point otherwise why how would we be talking about them now true so that's the ozark howler and i can list some of the sources i used on this obviously wikipedia (laughs) Um, uh the cryptids.fandom.com entry uh it's like a cryptids wiki they have some pretty good stuff uh, and there was a couple uh, articles that I looked into. Ours, Ozark Howler, Mythical Beast, or Elaborate Hoax. Unlockthezarks.org has a whole folklore legends and myth page about them. And MysteriousUniverse.org had a lot of good information on it. So that is the Ozark Howler. Wow, you're interesting. I'm just, I'm just floored. I'm floored. The ones who ends up having hoaxes, but not actually being hoaxes, uh, my, my brain always like short circuits a bit. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that was great. Thank you, Ace. Yay. Okay. That one. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> what now. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I guess if anyone's even still listening, I, I, hmm. I do have a coworker that keeps asking when we're going to start putting out new episodes again. Now, right now, I'll upload this one Tuesday. I just need to remember how to get into the Instagram and the Twitter so we can post about it. Oh, I can get into the Twitter. I'm still logged into it because it's like okay. personal Twitter. Okay, so I got to try to get click into the it. icon to switch over. So I'm technically never logged out. Instagram, okay. I can help you with. <laughs> Figure it out. It's attached to the email. Uh, which reminds me, if you have any cryptids or true crime that you want to um, us to talk about, then you can go ahead and email us at trulyfabulouslymonstrous at gmail.com. Uh, and we have a uh, Instagram and a Twitter you can follow. Um, do you remember Instagram handle? <laughs> Uh, uh yeah on um, instagram we are it's just truly fabulously monstrous and then on twitter we are hang on i know what that one is pfab monster pod yes pfab yes, okay. monster pod yes all right so the next episode i will talk about a true crime so yeah tune in on thursday uh the thursday after you listen to this episode which will be uploaded on a tuesday uh, and to hear me talk about uh, some some murdery shit. We will be there, and we hope you will too. Yay! Yay! We're back. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um. Oh. Oh, there it goes. <laughs>